everybody welcome to another episode of moving mimosas today we have aaron yes hello. thank you for joining me aaron and today we are drinking lemonade strawberry and basil mimosa so i will put the link to the recipe below if you guys are interested in tasting this <laughs> they look beautiful yes it does look, <laughs> looks yeah. so aaron i wanted to have you on the show because you work in the Health field. Yes. Health field. Yes. That's cool. And what do you do? So um, right now I'm a healthcare account manager mm -hmm. and I basically help staff, doctors, nurses, and the different facilities and hospitals. But I work on both sides. So um, this is a little bit more indirect care, but it's still in the health space. And I've done a little bit more hands-on before as mm -hmm. well. So, Okay. And where are you from? Illinois, Rockford, Illinois. So I'm a little bit outside of Chicago. A lot of people don't know about it, but I have to represent it, Rockford. So. There you go. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> so your whole family still there? Yes. So all of my family is in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to go back and see them. I get to see them in May. So around Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I think it's just me and my sister that live out of state. And mm -hmm. so she was in Florida. But yeah, very small family, all from Illinois. <laughs> so growing up then with your family, did y'all ever travel together or take family reunion trips? No. Or? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, which is like crazy when I tell people, but uh, we never really took any family trips when we were younger, I think that the first time I ever went somewhere, it might have been like second grade, mm. and I went with my aunt to Tennessee for a week. Um, I just remember being like, oh my God, this is amazing, because mm -hmm. we would never go anywhere. A lot of people would take like family vacations to Chicago, you yeah. know, it's just an hour and a half away. But my mom was very scared of like the highways, and still is. Oh, okay. So uh, we never traveled pretty much outside of that. She's never been on a plane. She's never been on a train. So we, like, uh, I had to kind of wait until my adult life to even think about the possibility of, like, traveling. For sure. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then how was that trip to, like, how did y'all get to Tennessee? What was that trip like? Like, what was yeah. the purpose of it? Like, what, what was So that? my aunt, um, her partner at the time, and they have a child together, they wanted to move to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so... She thought that it would be nice because she, like, was the only one to maybe go on a few trips um, elsewhere. And so she just kind of was like, let's bring her along for a week. Yeah. And I was able to go. They did the drive. So it still wasn't on a plane or anything like that. Um, did the drive down. It was very hot, I remember. Uh, like, my younger cousin participated in pageants, a very rural area in Tennessee. So very country. Yeah. Horses. Um, a lot of camping and like RVs. So yeah. I remember seeing that and um, I was like, this is kind of cool. I was a little bit scared because right. it was very different, but it was cool. So I came back and for the first time, like I didn't have to lie about where I went <laughs> during the <laughs> summer. You know, when you come back to school, 
<laughs> and they're like, where did everybody go? <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, I just sat in the house, you know. So right. it was like, this time around, I could actually say I did something. Yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah. Um, and that being second grade, though. So even outside of that, when it came to, like, school games where, you know, a basketball game may be outside of the city. Right. She was not signing that slip. So, um, yeah, I grew up very sheltered and, um, like, kind of almost from this outside world, kind of kept in a bubble. Really? Yeah. I would not. No. I really really would not have guessed that, honestly. So then, with that being said, did that first trip pique your interest into seeing more places? Yes, definitely. Um, I've always been kind of like creative or like the imaginative, you know, child. And so I always, even before that trip, watching TV, reading through books, yeah, always yeah. created like this fantasy, yeah. like I could visualize it. Yeah. So after that trip, it really kind of just like awoke me even more to the fact like there is more outside of your neighborhood mm-hmm. or outside of your city and outside of your family. So it's always that I want more. Right. And um, I think I just kind of put that together now, too. (laughs) But, like, I want more. So that was definitely of significance for me. Um, And in fourth grade, I had a teacher that she would travel all the time and bring in things from, you know, different places for us to see and take a look at. She would go out of the country, different states. And that even, just the fact that she could travel like that. I love social studies, learning about different cultures. So all of that kind of this was like at a very young age. Yep. Like there's something. I didn't know exactly, you know, how I could go about it. (laughs) I'm obviously a kid, but I knew that I definitely would want to do something more. Yeah. um, You know, or live elsewhere. You were saying that your childhood was kind of sheltered. Were you guys like Christian, Baptist? Was that part of it? Or you just feel like... Well, we... Yeah, we are... Christian and uh, grew up in a Baptist, like very Baptist church uh, there. <laughs> so, you know, the, the all the musicians and all of that. But I don't think that that really had a lot to do with it. Okay. I think more so um, my mom has dealt with a lot of trauma. Okay. And that's where I can, you know, kind of, of started to get into wellness and right. um, just the importance of it. Right. And, uh, She's worked in healthcare her entire life, um, and so I've kind of followed that path too. But there are a lot of like healthcare workers that neglect their own health. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Yeah, and you know we're human too. We go through things too. Right. Um, and instead of maybe the approach for her saying like I want to see more, there has to be more after this pain or after this hardship. I think it just kind of, yeah, she just stayed within and was like, I'm not going to explore in a way, you know, but she's very content and happy, you know, with things. But I think that definitely she didn't expect it because me and my sister, um, for both of us to live out of state and never have like went anywhere or grow up, you know, traveling. It is hard for her because, you know, she has a granddaughter now, you know, my Mm. sister, uh, and I'm already in Florida, but she's never been on a plane. So it's like she wants to take that step now to be able to see them, to, you know, come out here and see me. Right. But it's definitely overcoming that fear. And um, a lot of people don't get how traveling is so important, like for your mental health, yeah, for everything. Like 
your everyday to day life just to see how other people live. So um, she kind of lives through us right now. You know, we send pictures. Yeah. Um, tell her about things that we're doing in the city. Cult, you know, different cultures and just how more uh, diverse it is and a lot more things to do too. Just opportunities. Right. That's true. So yep. yeah, maybe y'all are inspire her. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So then what was your first... I'm not sure if mm-hmm. we spoke recently or previously about, you know, one place that yeah. you went, but what was your first international trip? Yes, so Haiti. Haiti was the um, That was the first time, like, ever being on a plane. Oh. And I'm going out of the, <laughs> out of the country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long of a flight, though. Yeah. Uh, I think we stopped in uh, somewhere in Florida and then got on another plane there. So that was uh, for House of Grace, which is an orphanage over there. I wanted to say boys orphanage. They mainly focus on like providing housing for you know little boys, but there are so many children that don't have homes there that they also include some younger female kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Quite a few of the churches back in Northern Illinois and kind of uh, like near Beloit, Wisconsin, combined together. They do mission trips. Um, it would be yearly, but everything with, you know, the pandemic right. has halted it. And so we just go over there, help build. Um, they've been working on a few different projects and we just connect with the community, learn a little bit about the, about the culture and like bond. We pray together. And it, it was really a beautiful experience over there. Yeah. Uh, of course, I was scared, you know, right. it being the first time um, getting on a plane. But one of the girls, and I think about it now, I'm like, she might have lied to me just to make me feel better. But she shared a story with me because that anxiety started to kick in. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, my, God, my mom's never been on a plane. Nobody has. So how do I deal with this? And I was very nervous. And she told me about a story. And she was like, you know, um, that someone had shared with her. And it was basically just telling you, like, uh, you know, since it was a faith-based trip, too, we openly talked about it. But just to imagine God's hand carrying the plane. Okay. Like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And that made me feel so cool. Like, afterwards, I was like, like, okay, I'm secure. Um, So it was Tahiti, beautiful experience. Like, the trip there, landing, going through Port-au-Prince. Um, we went to a place called Grosser, which is a very small village, mm-hmm. very different from the city. You step in the airport, it was like so many people there to help you with your bags, help you. But, uh, <laughs> um, but it was also beautiful, like going through, it was about a two hour drive from the airport. So to go through and see the main city and yeah. beautiful, you know, sorry, a land full of like black, black people. people. <laughs> that's just a beautiful thing to see like I love you know seeing different colors different faces all the time you know of course we're Mm -hmm. in America but going to a land where it's really like the majority is black people and they can just authentically be themselves Mm -hmm. um it's beautiful and you know even seeing the women like carry certain things you know on top of baskets and different stuff and I complain about Walking in Vegas weather to, you know, around the corner. Right. And I'm like, they literally are, um, yeah, they're up for this. And it was just a beautiful thing, beautiful sight to see. Yeah. It makes you appreciate things like back home a lot more. For sure. And how long were you there? 
So we stayed for about a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about a week. It felt a little bit longer. Like, you lose all sense of time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Trust me, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but then I also wanted to, like, stay more. After that trip, I was actually contemplating. They were thinking about setting up a program where the person, like, the coordinator of the trip, he's from there. He was adopted from there. Okay. Uh, so he, you know, obviously has family still there and connects with them, but he travels back and forth frequently and they were looking for someone to stay there like year long oh, to kind of help with some projects. And that was something I was actually really considering, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought it would be cool. Like I'm to not have to check my phone for one, like it's very opposite than the other, you know, peaceful side. Yeah. yeah. Peaceful. I don't have to worry about my phone going off. There wasn't Wi-Fi, to be honest. Um, and connecting directly with the mic. It's not touristy. Yeah. So you're part of the real everyday, right. today life. So right. um, that was awesome for me. Learning a little bit about the language, the food. Eating only once a day. Okay. Yeah. Once a day. Why? Um, why? why? The area where we're in... Like, it's very different. A lot of people go to the other side, which is, I think, the Dominican Republic. Right. right. So, they just think that everywhere is still, like, back home. No. You go to the other side, Haiti, and it's in a lot worse shape than what people would imagine. There's you're talking obviously, about Haiti? Or? Yeah, yeah, Haiti. Right, yeah. There's some areas that are very nice, you know, where if you're going for, you know, I don't want to say everywhere is just ruined or anything. It's beautiful, yeah. naturally. Right. But there's, um, you know, traveling in certain parts, there's no garbage disposal, there's no Wi-Fi, there's, you know, obviously a very different, just street yeah. markets, not like an everyday, like a Walmart you would imagine to go into. Right. So um, in the village where we stayed, there wasn't even any paved roads or anything, and so they didn't even have a stove. They cook once a day, large meals, and kind of split that up, or they eat like uh, in that area, like snacks, their favorite thing was crackers and like peanut butter. You know, um, all of the income is coming from us coming to visit and help develop yeah. their communities. Um, but once again, like they're a very rich community because I don't want it to come off either that like it's very poor or ruined because uh, it wasn't. You can learn so much from them. It's the fact that they're like more self uh, efficient. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. They grow their own foods and they, you know, have different things. And some, you know, like, so it was, it was just very different. It made me appreciate a lot more. Um, yeah. And just what would I have? And I lost a few pounds. So that was good. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> for a world, you can lose a few pounds. Yeah. So I have a question then, and this might be controversial, but yeah. having traveled, you know, sometimes people, they will say things kind of from an American perspective. So they'll be like, Oh my goodness, we're going over here and we're colonizing the country by helping doing this, that, and the third. But then I traveled to France and I had met this girl. Like, I, I remember studying abroad, I met a girl who was Taiwanese and her English mm-hmm. was like good, but she wanted to get better so she could get in business school. Mm-hmm. And so before I left, my perspective was like, oh my goodness, don't go over there and force your language and stuff on that on people. <laughs> and then it's like you meet people and they're like, no, nah, I need to learn English because yeah, I don't want exactly. to go to school and stuff. You just kind of realize like people want this. It's not. Mm-hmm. So what do you say about in general, not just your trip, but in general, sometimes people have this idea about churches or anybody going over to help other people. And they kind of have this like we're colonizing the world perspective. And it's just yeah. like. 
are we? Or what, like, what is your take on it since you have participated in a church? Yeah. So, uh, I think that it definitely is something that has to be spoken more about. Mm. Um, when you bring this up, it kind of makes me think about toxic charity. Okay. Some people think that, like, um, you can, hey, I'm giving that it's okay. Right. But for instance, if you're giving just for social media and you're putting a video up attached to it, that's toxic charity. That's true. Um, even if you're not posting it on social media, but you are a privileged, middle-aged, uh, married, white woman. Sorry. You know, that works, you know that works from home or only deals with the kids, but you donate specifically to a certain area and you feel like once a year, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've actually had these conversations where some people feel like, you know, hey, well, I've helped out. I donated to that school um, in an underprivileged area and I do that yearly. So that makes me a good person. No, your intentions aren't pure. So it reminds me of toxic charity. So I feel like when we travel and we're going to different places, um, what's your intent? One, your purpose in traveling. True. But also just having basic like manners. Yeah. Basic um it's being like mindful and just that they are also people and you're coming into their home. Right. Their territory. So how would you want to be treated what are you looking to get out of this? And um, we can honestly, I don't care how much we have around us, the cars, the money, when you go to different areas, whether they have the same or less or more, um, you learn from them. You take something from them. So I think that should be the the mission or goal. And it shouldn't honestly be controversial, but you have people that really kind of can go into these areas and the whole colonizing part for me, it's like, hey, you take from them because you're learning from them, but you can also give yeah. that in the same way. And we already know that a lot of people admire this, you know, the states. Yeah, that's and true. And admire it. And so their goal is to come over here. If they, most of them will tell you is, hey, I want to, you know, go over there or whether it's for school and come back or whatever the reason is. So I don't go into that way of looking at it. Hey, well, what can we do to make life a little bit easier for you? Yeah. Whether that's language, whether that's connections, building a school, if you're there for mission work or just traveling. Also, just, I guess, outside of that, there is a limit, an extent that you have to put to it. Because Mm -hmm. during our trip, you know, there was a person that was very excited about, yes, we can come regularly. We can help them develop this and help provide them with that. And yes, that's the goal to make it better. But then also... Are you intruding now? Because now you're speaking about we can possibly build a nice like guest house and visitor house like for accommodations for people that don't want to necessarily live the same way as them. You want to be more comfortable while volunteering or, you know, giving back. That's where I felt there's a thin line. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can be here to help. Now, if this is something that the community is wanting to bring in to help provide jobs and income. I understand it. Yeah. Um, but without like speaking to them and automatically assuming that that's the route, this land is actually beautiful and sacred. Why yeah. come through and build up so many different places mm-hmm. or now make it so touristy? Like right. this is still their home. Right. So how do you keep, I think it's more so of keeping a balance of right. both. Smart. Yeah. 
Cool. <laughs> I was wondering about that. And this is really good. Oh, this good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then just a little bit more about Haiti. I love Haiti because okay. when I was little, I read about the Haitian Revolution. And I was like, dang, these people are so badass. Yes. And all these people who fought for their own freedom. Like, yeah. I want to go to Haiti so bad. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to happen next year. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I actually want to go back and I'm excited. They were planning to go back this year, but they didn't. And even outside of just like a mission trip, uh, I've seen like some areas and especially like Airbnb, of course, is my go to. I'm looking at mm-hmm. it's like, Beautiful. Uh, during there, like the beaches are awesome. Okay. So even though, like, you might go through the city and you see, like, certain, you know, like, hey, there's a, a lump, a dump of trash right there in the middle of the street. It's like you go on the outskirts and then on the beaches, there's not, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Clear, no type of anything. Like, it's the most peaceful and beautiful place ever yeah the water was so clear and warm and i'm like oh my god seeing a bunch of black people swim mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like i can't swim but uh you know that's the thing <laughs> to see those videos i'm like i can't swim but it's so beautiful to see you guys like swimming yeah you know that's a little inner joke for us here like um so haiti is like such a beautiful place and one of the things too like luscious yeah, like for forest, sure. like right. just absolutely beautiful. The house where we were staying at had no, they had built it for the orphanage, you know, so it didn't have, there's no windows. Mm-hmm. There were doors, but no windows. And at night there was a storm that came through. It was so beautiful. And like, you could just look out the window. It was rough, you know, water coming in yeah. wind. you could see the lightning, but the skies are open. And we were just able to like look over almost the entire island from up on a hill. Mm-hmm. It was, like, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the physical space. I think when you definitely go there, um, a lot of them, they didn't know if I was, like, Haitian or not. Right. So they were asking, like, is she from here? Because <laughs> they automatically... So I, I feel like with just traveling there, I would love, as far as anybody traveling to Haiti, just to be more open to it. I think they get, like... It's not necessarily on the top of your luxurious travel list for right, some, right? Unless you're open and you've like traveled other places, but they are actually a very beautiful, like yeah. place. Art, street art. I want to guess that is huge, and also like there's not a lot of depending on what areas you're in. If you're in the city, it is, but if you're in like in rural areas, it's not a lot of life. And this was a like kind of cool to me too, is that they still walk around at night because they are just so in tune with their land. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know, I can't see anything. It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just yeah, that. you know what I'm like, and they're just like walking around. I'm like, with this, their phones are not. And mind you, when you're in the rural areas where we were, there's like wild pigs. There's wild, lots of wild dogs everywhere. Um, okay some wild horses but usually they kind of know like they work in and out of the people too because that's their they area they live there. together they know how to <laughs> yeah and i'm like that is i know people look at certain things and think like that's small but those are like things that i notice yeah because it's just like to be as people like so in tune with your land that you know the animals you know the path of how to get there um that's something that's powerful and strong yeah. and that's their land and like when you say hey they fought <laughs> to be free right. absolutely 
Um, and they're definitely free. And very, like, loving, fun culture. Okay. So so the people were nice, very kind. Very nice. Yeah. Like, and very thankful for everything. Yeah. On um, transportation, and maybe I could provide you a few pictures afterwards, but I like the transportation, you would see just uh, mercy or grassy, you know, just thank you or thankful, like, or, um, on the buses and everybody just speaking and uh, it's very lively. Hmm. Everyone is very determined, very happy, regardless of right. everything. Right. So, you know, even the kids, very happy, like, uh, you know, going to school, they're skipping and not even worrying about maybe the hour and a half walk that they have to do to school. Yeah. You know, and but still, like, with a smile on their face, just thankful and That's happy grateful. and at peace. Yeah. So it's a very beautiful culture. If you go there, you'll definitely have fun. Yes. Dominoes is another thing I played when I was there. I was like, oh. Dominoes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a very good feel. Like when you yeah. get there, they're just having like, you know, a good time. Let's dance. Let's play some dominoes. Let's live life. Live life completely. So what about cuisine? How was that? Yeah, good. <laughs> I, that's like, I can't even like if I go down there, I can't even remember everything that I had. Okay, but um, very good. So they would cook. Everybody uh, have dinner together. That's mm-hmm. one thing. And um, oh, okay, but there were just so many dishes because that's one of the things I would want to know what it was that they're cooking. Right. And I would try to ask. They're like chicken and rice. Yeah. But you're like, but <laughs> it's not just chicken and rice. Right. Like something is something in <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So like, um, but there was a lot of things like that. Chicken or there's one dish that, uh, oh my God, I forgot the name, but it's like an egg sandwich mm-hmm. with ketchup and like a little bit of mayo. And it's just very like, mm, would I eat that here? Definitely. I wouldn't make it for myself. I wouldn't have put that together. But you go and it's like one of the best. It's like the island favorite. And I forget what the sandwich is. Um, but it was like super good. And when I had it, I'm like, now, out of all the times when I looked at the eggs, when I, when I didn't have anything in the freezer, I could have just put this together. <laughs> but it was like, uh, it was so good. And um, uh, what is it? Like sugar cane, like the mm-hmm. cane, like yeah. pure, yeah. sweet. They just pulling it right off the bark or wherever they got it from. I see that, right. Yeah, and you peel it. Little things like that. It's, um, and the fruit is just very. It's there and it's very good. It's fresh, um, but a lot of flavor. Uh, I did try goat meat. Oh, bomb! I yes. just had some of that for the first time like two weeks ago. Yes. It's actually yes. good. There's actually one. Yeah, and I thought it was gonna be yeah it's disgusting, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah, uh, and there's one Haitian restaurant out here, and they are only like open part time. Right. So I'm like, if I could get the I don't know where you had it from, but if you get the real thing, real deal, like, oh, so, even some good, like, the seasoning and the flavor. Yeah. Um, I yeah. had mine at a Ghanaian restaurant in Baldwin Hills. It was good. Oh, okay. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, really good food. And there's a good Haitian spot back in uh, Elgin, Illinois. So, it's like in okay. between Rockford and Chicago. And they had the best, the best, like, platters of, like, diced goat. Diced chicken, um, plant their plantains, like yeah. 
were good. And they have this thing called uh, pickles, okay. I think. It's like a spicy um, coleslaw. Okay. And yeah. super good. Okay. I love like the Caribbean food. Anything that's, hey, I'm trying it. Jamaican. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Anything, I'm trying it. Yeah. yeah, for so sure. So the food was really good there. Um, yeah. Really good. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, you had mentioned going out to Haiti and you had mentioned um, how peaceful it was, mm-hmm. disconnecting. And I did want to ask about that because I know, like, I have a trip booked to Guatemala, and I would be lying yeah. if I didn't say that part of the reason why I'm going <laughs> is to disconnect. Like, I've already yeah. told, and they'd be like, "Be safe and all that." And I was like, "Listen, don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for a week. I don't want to hear from nobody. <laughs> don't call me." Like, and I do travel honestly to countries, different countries. It doesn't matter where. Just honest to God, to disconnect and just to be in nature and to find peace and just have thoughts and talk to Jesus here. Yeah. So, um, just you working in the medical field or whatnot, like what do you think about people traveling just solely for, whether it be alone, because I'm going alone or with people, what do you Mm -hmm. think about people just traveling just to breathe and get some time? Yeah. I think it is very important and critical to you as like a being, as a person. I don't think that we were ever meant to just honestly be in one place forever and not experience life fully or it doesn't make sense to me. I can understand how some situations may place you there like my mother, but um, it's not supposed to be that way. And I think that the healing and the happiness or the joy and the peace that we try to like find sometimes if you're for me, like I was a serial job hopper. Okay. (laughs) And after a while of just staying in one place, I think that in my adult life, it was just like, I know that there's something more out there for me. Couldn't put my finger on it. But when I started like just going to Chicago regularly, when I took the trip to Haiti, I took my only second flight out here to Vegas, like those things, um, I started to feel a more sense of who I was True, as a person. That's true. You know, like discovering myself. So I think traveling is like very important. That's part of the journey to figure out who you are, what you want to do. Your soulmate may not even be back home in your city, but you're too afraid to leave. Yeah. Or the dream job that you have may be across the world. Yeah. And sometimes we end up limiting ourselves, thinking Mm -hmm. that we already have it all. That's true. And it's like, maybe not. And some of those things, and maybe you need less. Maybe, you know, getting back to that part of disconnecting. Maybe you need less to help you figure out who that is. So even if you're not going to live abroad, uh, even if you may never go out of the country, I think we are some of the only people as far as Americans here that have not been to all 50 states. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Over their entire (laughs) land. Like, it's very rare that you get someone born here in America that has been all over America and can say that. Right. But when you speak to other people outside of, you know, that were born and raised outside of our country, they come in and, like, they've been everywhere. Right. Right. <laughs> Several different countries sometimes. Like, they've been all across their own land. And now they're exploring ours. And they're so sure and um, certain of who they are, where they're going next. Even though you're like, how can you live this way? Just traveling so like a serial traveler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, I get it. 
Because it's like they they're content. You're shaping who you are. Right. And when you go to these different places, it's allowing you to have a deeper perspective of you in a way. Whether right. you just go and you're having fun and it's a casual trip to party, trust and believe like you're traveling with an intent and purpose, even if you don't know it. Right. When you set the next destination, that's you setting an intention. You may not know all the details of what you're going to do when you get there. You may not know anyone when you get there. Right. But things happen specifically. And so when you your intent is to go to San Diego and you've also been working on your book, but to end up meeting a, another author there that connects you with. These are things that happen. And sometimes it just seems spontaneous or like there wasn't much meaning in that. Yes, there was. Yeah, right. You know. Right, for sure. Um, so that to me, um, and just kind of bringing it back into wellness, knowing who you are, being self-aware is what's going to get you to being well. Right. You need wellness and everything. When you neglect your own wellness, you're taking care of everything else and everyone. Right. You do become closed-minded. You become closed off. You become routine, robotic, not very happy. And so I think setting that time, whether it be a small getaway, just to right. the next city over. Right. You need that. Right. Alone and peace out. And I feel like I read an article, too, where it was a married couple... Um, they would, you know, take trips together, mm-hmm. but then also take trips by themselves. Smart. That's like, yeah. That's, I feel like especially, like yeah. <laughs> especially though, I might want to, A, you know, <laughs> what you doing on your trip? Check it in. Yeah, let's check it a little bit. But also, you know, maybe if you feel like you have to do that, it may not all be good to go from the jump anyway, but. <laughs> Um, that's another thing though, because if you, I feel like, especially if you're in a relationship, you know, just dating or married, you can still travel separately because most people think that your interest, everything is just one now melted together. You still need to know who you are outside of that relationship. Right. So you still need to like get that space, whether you stay in the same city and do just a weekend spa day for yourself yeah or whatever it is to pamper yourself that's all a part of your wellness to get sleep rest even if you don't explore Mm -hmm. to go on a hike somewhere else um and i feel like traveling allows you to be you know be able to shape yourself and uh kind of take a look deeper yeah analyze your thoughts because a lot of us i know even for me Sometimes you take on so many projects or you're moving on and doing so many things at one time. And without you fully being alert, you may not know, but you're trying to distract yourself. Yeah, for sure. Not deal with certain stuff. Yeah. And every time your phone goes off, you're reaching for it and taking a look. You can't just sit in quietness. Right. And so sometimes I feel like if you force yourself, you know, of course, like to travel or take a trip somewhere, you get that on a plane. Mm-hmm. The plane ride, mm-hmm. the lift ride, you know, whatever it is, and you know, the hotel room, you can kind of set that out. What for me, what do I want to do? Right, right. You know? Yeah. So I think that's great. And I think you made a good point, especially about two things. Like one, it does not have to be extravagant. Like it does mm-hmm. not have to be like I love my mom, but I be calling her the bougie traveler because <laughs> everything be so extravagant. But yeah. it really can be small. It could just be like um mm-hmm. Just one town over and then relationships. 
when I was with my ex, I just thought like we have to go everywhere together. And that was like the biggest mistake because now we're not even together and I'm traveling solo. <laughs> yeah. Like you really can't just go and do your yeah. own thing for a week and just yeah relax and do what you got to do. And then you come back to the relationship low key stronger because yeah. you took the time you needed for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even in that space, there it's like you can come back stronger, but. Also, it could come back like I feel like stronger either way because that time alone may make, yay, I don't know if we are on the right path together because <laughs> yeah. I'm getting called to trouble here, here, here in this place and you got other things you want to do. Right. Look down. Right. So growth and openness to quite a few different things. That's why I'm like, it depends on where you're at in your journey in life too. Right. That's true. For, you know, I do a lot of self-help, self-like journaling, different activities, reading and different things and um one of the ideas was if you get a plant that'll help you on your self-development a plant yeah mm-hmm. like it's being symbolic of you and your journey in your life yeah you notice if you know you're being intentional and in taking care of the plant right. and you're being intentional on in taking care of yourself everything's growing blossoming the foundation is set right mm-hmm. when you start to neglect the plant that's also sometimes, and I found that it's true, like in doing it, you also tend to neglect certain aspects of you. Mm-hmm. Because now you've gotten too busy to take care of this thing of life here. You also have gotten too busy to take care of something else that you were supposed to do or something. So being mindful and being intentional and disciplined, and it's the same way you can apply it, I feel like, to traveling. Yeah, that's true. If that's true. you haven't went anywhere... If you're not going anywhere, not that you have to, but a lot of times that's you limiting, blocking yourself. Yeah. If you're a frequent traveler, like we just kind of discussed, you're more sound, more aware. Right. You're probably more mature in certain areas of your life mm-hmm. and just knowing who you are. And so both of those can be like symbolic things just to how well are you really doing. Right. So that's true. Yeah. So with that being said, yeah, talking about relationships, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just curious. What do you think about dating abroad while you are traveling? Because <laughs> I have to be honest, yeah. I date when I'm abroad. And yeah. it's quite an interesting experience. Yeah, it yeah. is. You might have to give me some advice. <laughs> <laughs> but so, would you be open to yeah. it? Yeah. So I definitely would be open to it. So before, I only dated within my race mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I have obviously been with someone that's outside of my race, Mm -hmm. which is my husband. And he's from Italy. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that I've dated abroad, but it is definitely different culture-wise. So um, we date here. Like he glorifies and has glorified almost everything American. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's... Everything is great here. Um, but when it comes to more serious issues, like when it's, you know, things that come to health or political and government or different things like that, sometimes it could be uh, there's a gap there, like yeah, a disconnect, disconnect because they don't really understand yeah. or that's not how it works back home or they can't understand even yeah. when it comes. Um, our poverty is different than their poverty. Right. Wealth is different than their wealth. So there's, you know, education even down to work ethic, um, mm-hmm. you know, dating someone abroad, they can come in and like 
with like, why do you have this going on here, you know, with your community or just different stuff. So it's like a lot of learning. It is. So I'm like, if you're, I mean, dating someone that's from abroad is different. It's a lot of learning. But if you're dating while abroad, I feel like, well, let me not, I almost cussed. But I feel like, I, I feel like that is super cool. Because like, yeah. I feel like at that point, you get to, like, who wouldn't want to date abroad? Like, if I'm somewhere, I honestly read a few articles about women, like, traveling to these gorgeous areas and meeting these hella fine men and, like, having the best experiences of their life. So, I don't knock it. I don't see anything wrong with it. And um, I'm like, hey. Do you go for it? Do you yeah. who like that is romantic too? Like I, I just think a lot plays with that. Like uh, mm-hmm. if the scenery is awesome, <laughs> I'm traveling. <laughs> you got a nice accent. It hey, is. Speak a whole different language. Okay, yeah, we we'll make it work. Don't Google even know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but this role play is awesome. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's great too, just to go out and explore, especially as adults. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, black women, I just mm-hmm. feel like should be able to explore everything. So that's what I've been yeah. doing. I've been exploring everything. Okay, yeah. I'm here for the food. But I'm always <laughs> looking at the men too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to see everything. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's a great. It's a great yeah, and you bring it up for black women because I haven't. One thing that I admire about you is that you do, you know, travel solo. Like you don't care if it's out of the country or not. I could. <laughs> now that's one thing I'm like a little bit nervous to do, but mm-hmm. like I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm only nervous being as like a, a black woman traveling mm-hmm. solo. Right. And so those like I think would play into my fear. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if I was single and for sure traveling. So I'm like, how do you handle that? I don't know. Um, I think it's because I grew up traveling. I don't really be tripping, but I'm I'm very aware of social systems yeah, and yeah. everything when I go places. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I mean, this is gonna be messed up, but I will say this <laughs> on this camera, like, yeah. you know, you're not getting no passport out of me, like, mm-hmm. period. So mm-hmm. I'm very aware of the social systems where I go places. I'm very aware. Sometimes it ain't even about you being a black woman; it's about you being American. Yeah, true. Um. You know, um, so whether you're a white American or black American, you know, the, you know, America to a lot of people in their brain equates yeah. to wealth. So it's like, oh, you got money. So I'm about to get you sometimes. Um, so I'm yeah. just super aware when I travel. I have encountered danger. Yeah. I don't care. Um, I, just, I don't <laughs> think the first I do, I, I think I remember when I was in Martinique and a guy, he started following me. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, since you follow me, we're about to play tag right now. Yeah. Because did nobody tell you to come over here and uh, try to follow me? So I started yeah. doing to him. Like, the same thing when they follow you in a store here. And you're yeah. like, yeah. And you follow, who yeah. told you to follow me in the store? Yeah, so now, because you want to be silly, we're about to play tag in the yeah. store. So I did the same thing in Martinique. So Thugging so it out. Yeah, pretty much. So no, it, yeah. it's just... Um, I think just because I have traveled so much mm-hmm. um, and seen so much, I know how to apply certain things and how to conduct myself. Yeah. Um, but it is something I actually you do can recommend. Move a yeah. yeah, that like everybody does, especially black people um, in general, like travel solo if you want, because, um, but just it starts small. There we go. Start small. Start go small. somewhere yeah. safe. Like go to someplace bougie first. Yeah, you know, yeah. The island is safe. And then nothing going to yeah. happen to you. And then you can work your way to, 
you know, other places. And another thing I actually remember, I was just thinking about this, was like when I had went to Morocco, people were really like, they didn't say nothing to me before yeah. I went alone. But then when I got back, they all were like, oh, you went against all common sense. I was like, if you felt so type of way, you should have told me before I went. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> but don't ever look at the economics of a place and think that that equates to mm. being in danger because the country is underdeveloped or poor. Yeah. Look at the people. Like, look at the culture. Because, yeah, like even Morocco, for instance, might be, you know... Under the, let's say our currency is worth a lot more than theirs. Yeah. Moroccans are like the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Okay, they will invite you in, feed you breakfast. And I went to like hella people's houses and they yeah. were giving me that bomb ass mint tea. So it doesn't matter, you know, like that yeah. their country is underdeveloped. They are nice. Mm. And so if you just pay attention to that, yeah. common sense, I don't know. I feel yeah. like black Americans, we know how to survive at all costs. Yeah, so. yeah exactly, exactly. I don't know. I, I think it's nice though. Like I, I really admire that, and maybe it would help out like traveling to like you know for black women, find that one. I think sometimes like True. limiting your options, and men, a lot of us haven't dated outside of our race. I haven't. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you're like I haven't, and I'm like yeah, and that was that was nerve wracking for me. Even when I got married, I was like you know. I don't want to say cold feet because of it, mm-hmm. but it was a serious thought. Like, girl, this is not a black man. I like, I like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but um, I think too, like it was also more so this part of me knowing that some how some black women and men will look at you if you date outside of your race, right? Yeah, it's a little bit kind of like um, as a black woman to do it. What are you thinking, like a mm-hmm. traitor, betrayer. traitor, right? Yeah, so I kind of had those thoughts on my mind. Am I betraying my own people? Am I supposed to be with a black man just because I'm black and like because I'm very self loved too? And a part of that is I'm black, right. <laughs> so loving on me, loving my people, loving my skin right. color, um, that was a big factor in it. Uh, you know, that like weighed on me too. Um, and so even sometimes now I'm just being open, you know. Yeah. Being in a marriage where like there's culture differences on top of race differences, it can be difficult, you know. So we have our moments a little bit. <laughs> it was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I say it this way or this culturally, having to explain certain things, but I have to remind myself, and that's one of the things too, if you are dating someone outside of your race or, Outside of you know, your culture, um, you're up for a challenge. Oh, but if goodness. you're gonna yeah. be open to that, you got to be open to it because yeah. you can't look at them as ignorant either. Right. Because they may just truly not know. Right. Truly. Yeah. So right. you know the same way you wouldn't truly know certain things. Right. So um, and then, hey, with the challenge, there also comes growth, or at least it should be. Right. So. And I, I think to speak to your point, I even changed my mind about that because I grew up in a family that was, you know, they considered mm-hmm. themselves pro-black and it was like, you are going to yeah. procreate yeah. with another black person. Yeah. And traveling abroad changed that. Morocco was one of those places because Muslims in general, they don't, they, I mean, they truly don't believe skin color matters. And mm-hmm. so going to Morocco and seeing that, it was like, dang, they really, like, <laughs> really, it does not yeah. matter to these folks. Yeah. You know, I was getting hit on by everybody. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> 
But outside of that too, don't even think about race. Think about um, because I've dated black men abroad. I've dated mm-hmm. I dated a Haitian man in Martinique. I dated a Congolese man mm-hmm. in Morocco and in uh, France. I had a Mad- Madagascar. He loved me. Hey. He was too short. Oh my I've dated Senegalese men, and they're all black, yeah. but they're from a different culture. Mm-hmm. And even that, I was just like, bruh. The way you get down, I don't get down. That's not going to work. That yeah. patriarchy ain't going to work. You're not going to yeah. be doing that to me. Like, sorry. So just because someone does have the same skin color as you, I just want to say, even just dating culturally yeah. different, it, you know, especially when you are a free person yeah. like I am, or a free woman, you know, it's yeah. difficult. It's, um, it's a challenge and you got to be up to it. So I actually changed my mind after traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in just, I mean, it's like whoever your soul connects with, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. that person because I just I just don't like limit yourself, mm-hmm. especially being in the francophone world. I know I saw like um, a lot of black people, they've been colonized by being taught to assimilate. And so a lot of them prefer to be with white people because that's just what they were taught. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was sitting there watching them. I'd be like, bro, that person you with is trash. But just because they got their skin color that you were told to look for, now all of a sudden you stuck like with this trash yes. ass person. So that applies to yes. us too. Like, yes. don't just be, you know, with someone just because of it. Yeah. yeah. No, that that is like very accurate and very true. You right. know, uh, just as far as without, without getting too personal though, like sometimes it will, you know, it's like I'm in a place where a lot of like, especially with the pandemic and then the George Floyd case and like yeah. all of these different things, I'm only imagining like what a lot of interracial um, or inter, you know, uh, even culture wise are like what the conversations are being had. Because even if you, it's like it can become very tense. And like I have some friends that are also too like that are with African like straight from Africa, you know, African men. Mm-hmm. And it's a difference. They've had conversations where it's almost too, well, if black Americans behaved in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so you, it's like, if they're having that with black men, mm-hmm. but who are just not from here. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me also think, well, what is really going on with, in my white husband's mind too, mm-hmm. a little bit sometimes. So it causes without having to, you know, you just hope that a person is good and that they have common sense and basic things. But those things of how you've been raised contribute to a lot of your beliefs right. and, and, and feelings. And um, a lot of like one of my friends, you know, was totally against me dating someone outside of my race. Right. What are you doing? Right. And she only sees that appropriate as if, you know, she's a little bit street. As far as like uh, the come up, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you only talk to them and date them when you need to come up, when you need to come up on something, you know, or because that you have this stereotype that they'll treat you nicer, they'll treat you dying mm-hmm. and whining, it's a bit of a different. And I will say I found it true at times, mm-hmm. uh, but I also know that not to be the case. Right. You get what I'm saying? Just in general, like not to apply it to a mass amount of people. Um, so she kind of had that mentality as well. And so in the process as a woman and everything, I, which brings it back to like the traveling is a good thing because for you to just hone in once again on what you set your values out to be, why you love that person, right. what are your intentions of 
being with that person, what were they? How do you see them now to make sure that your motives haven't been affected or altered? Because that is something though, too. I noticed being with him that a lot more people, instead of me when I was with a black man, have come up to us like, you guys are going to have beautiful children and you guys are such a beautiful couple. And it's like, why are you instantly thinking because what? Because they're going to be, you know, biracial is, you know, how. So a lot of that does factor um, into play a lot of the times. And I'm like, hey, I'm very, very pro black and very this. Of course. I don't like certain ignorance to situations. For I'm sure. not one of those that believe, hey, if I'm with someone outside of my race, it's a good thing because our children are going to look a certain right. way or. Right. You know, my situation is going to be drastically different or better because of it. And when you go into thinking, period, like regardless of race or culture, if you go into any dating situation, I think you have a lot to evaluate about yourself. Right. Period. Yeah. (laughs) Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It's a learning experience. And I think that that's that's really cool how, um, yeah. I mean, traveling can even shape the way you view that. Yeah. It's a huge. Like, traveling is not just this thing that you look at on Instagram or that only Instagram influencers can do. Because I think that's what, like, a lot more people have been talking about traveling and I feel like it's come to the forefront recently, but only because, like, people are living through Instagram. Right. And, oh, look at this place. And then, like, especially now, in the midst of a pandemic, I've seen a lot of, you know, people that I grew up with taking all of these trips yeah kind of being irresponsible and careless because they wanted to jump at the opportunity to travel because it's so affordable right now <laughs> and never had the opportunity to do it before that they also put their health right. at risk right. to do it right a little bit and because for me it's like you can still travel and travel safely i'm not one of those that was like oh during the pandemic you shouldn't be traveling at all mm-hmm. but Definitely now I feel it's more appropriate than in the beginning. Right. Because you really just didn't care. Right. <laughs> you didn't care about my safety, your safety, or bringing it back to your kids that you have at home. Because right. you just wanted to travel because it was like a really good deal right now. Right. You know, so um, travel is about your wellness for your personal and your professional life to get that disconnect from. But it's also... Um, you have to do it safely. Be responsible. Be responsible. Yeah. Like you are, you know, if you're going to date, be aware. Right. Um, you know, any type of socializing and kind of try right. to get mm-hmm. familiar with the area, even if you're being spontaneous. Yeah. Um, especially if you're traveling individually, like even with the group, because people can get a little bit too excited or want to go off plan, you know, That's off the, the itinerary. Like we have these for a reason. Right. <laughs> so... Just being safe and being mindful um, in that aspect of it. It's not just about you either. So, you know, kind of plug in that being a health worker like COVID is very real. Yeah, very well. Whether you believe it or not, the, <laughs> it is very it real. It exists. Yeah. <laughs> At least the fear of, of other people possibly getting it exists. So even right. if you don't believe in COVID, there, it's a fact that other people believe in COVID. So your response to it, regardless of if you differ with how they feel or what they believe, that should not make you treat me with any less respect. Right. Right. Care about my safety just the same way I'm doing yours. Right. Right. So um, a lot of people have just forgotten that. How can you like 
just put your mask on. Yeah. At this point, it has become normal for us all. It's the same with bringing your purse, your phone. Really? Like, it it's, it's going to, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, just bring your mask. So number one thing, travel, bring your mask. Bring your mask. <laughs> Be responsible. Yeah. Do your research. Mm-hmm. If you do go anywhere, even if it's stateside, go do your research. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of which, since you led into that, I wanted to get your tips for traveling and what you think people should do. But yeah. So what are your tips for traveling, no matter where it is, um, like as far as packing, as far as, or especially during COVID or not COVID related, it doesn't matter, um, packing, mm-hmm. destinations, um, what to do once you get there. And I still, I actually want to know, because yeah. I am fascinated about the fact that you grew up sheltered. Like I said, I just want to <laughs> yes. guess. So what would you suggest for, specifically for black kids or adults, anybody who wants to travel um, and maybe like they're not familiar with it because they just didn't do it. Because that's one of the things I know I was privileged. Yeah. I didn't realize I was privileged because my parents were in the military, but I know I was lucky because I traveled <laughs> a lot. Like, wow. Um, I kind of can be selfish in that way, like where I just think, well, didn't you do that too? And now I'm starting to understand, like, really, no, that's not a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. in general, so what tips would you have maybe for someone who wants to do it, but they just didn't grow up doing it? Yeah. You know? So with that researching, um, coming up with a good budget mm-hmm. to start out. True. And... Uh, because, like, you don't want to be stranded somewhere you don't know. <laughs> I've, like, heard some horror stories have not happened to me. But, hey, you know, I've heard some uh, some stories. So, researching, that includes planning, maybe some interests that you want to do. And nothing's worse than, like, going to a place and realizing that you maybe could have went at a better time mm. when there was like more things to do or something that you were more interested in happening at that time. Or weather related. Yep. Weather, yeah. 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 So all of that looking, weather, environment, activities to kind of help outline you. Not that you have to stick by that. So also another great tip is like you can go off of the plan. Not Mm -hmm. to just stick to it, but you can do something outside of what you set out to do. Right. Uh. So outside of that, um, even you're traveling within that travel destination, like knowing is the place you're going to be in, is there a lot of uh, public transportation, like community? True. How are you going to get back and forth in that area? Or is it something very rural? Um, Smart. Yeah. So that's something I would look at. And uh, like, for instance, when I go back home, every time I have to not just worry about a flight, you know, if I were, if my family stayed in Chicago, that would be it. I know that I would have the train, bus, lift. But when I go back home instead, I have to worry about the flight and then booking either a lift, a car, or a right. bus to go back down here. So making sure those little things. Also, um, I was getting to one other thing. I guess just remember the purpose, like having fun and remember the purpose of like why you're there. Like, right. you know. What am I going to set up today, even if you don't have an overall purpose for it? Um, going to each day, at least knowing your purpose and being thankful for that day. Yeah. Um, as long as you know your overall purpose, everything else will fall It'll into place. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's good advice. Yeah. And sorry, because I just thought about it. But I mean, related to somebody who never traveled, I guess, uh, outside of those general tips, um, if you're a person that's never traveled, not to be afraid, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Like, just do it. You honestly have to. 
start off small if yeah. that's the case for you. Um, or even if it's something big, definitely communicate with those that you love or that are around you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if you're going by yourself. Yeah. So just that they're aware and know. And um, keeping an open mindset, being open when you travel, but that it is possible. You don't have to go all crazy, big, fancy. Like, I'm pretty sure the hotel that you saw that's like a thousand a night, there's definitely some nicer Airbnbs or vacation rental homes. And yeah. so explore all of the options. The yeah. more money you can keep, I feel like as far as your stay and it's the better. Yeah, the better. Because <laughs> then you can, you can use that. You know, to actually explore while you're there. Yeah. So don't get caught up in where you're staying, you know, unless it is just for that. If it's something where you're going to be staying indoors most of the time, then maybe you can, you know, look at it and get the suite instead of just the single room, you know. Yeah. Um, so that will help you with your experience, I feel like, in traveling. Um, making sure that especially one of the biggest things right now, uh, I'm starting like my own, you know, wellness company mm-hmm. and so to cover some topics of traveling and like safety uh tips too but wearing the mask and then also looking at the area about how they're handling COVID True. so if you're True. someone that's very cautious for your own self and you don't want to maybe you don't want to go to an area that doesn't really have restrictions put in place around the mask and everybody else is going to be just out not worried about it or thinking of it so that may not be a best, you know, place for you to go because you may not have the best experience if you're worried about yeah. <laughs> people being without their mask or not. Also, are they a city that's been very strict because if there's a rise that's approaching, will they close everything down? Because that can also affect their plans. If you have something scheduled in May, but you know that that city or area tends to close things down, look at the... The numbers maybe of those getting sick from COVID in the area. So you can have a backup plan to reschedule if you need to, you know. Right. So those are some major factors now. Yeah. I think things are shifting. And also, like, one thing I don't really worry about or that I'm concerned with uh, since I don't have any is kids in traveling. That's true. And one, you know, making sure you have all of the right accommodations for you and your kids. Mm-hmm. I will say booking the right amount of seats for the plane ride, knowing if you're going to drive or do a bus, True. planning yeah. out the stops for that. And one of the highlights right now that like have been happening a lot is people traveling with their kids and then getting banned from airlines or getting kicked off the plane if the kids can't wear the face mask or are choosing not to the whole time. Right. Okay. So that's another, you know, just another tip for those traveling with kids. And I guess the main one is if you travel, allow your kids to travel too. Oh yeah. You know definitely some parents are just planning that travel getaway for them and the kids aren't traveling like, hey, bring them out. Maybe you do one for you and your spouse and then the other trip is for you and the entire family so that they can explore and be better rounded, well rounded individuals too. Yeah. And it's great education for the world, not just in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, most of my education came from traveling. I didn't learn shit in class. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Students yeah. are boring. So definitely take your kids on vacation for sure. Yeah. Hands off experience is the best. Being able to see it mm-hmm. firsthand. Like, that's the real growth, interacting with people. Yes. And, you know, just kind of whatever opportunities, whatever it is out there to shape you as an individual. Like, I want the 
best for my kids. If mm-hmm. I'm traveling, I feel like it's the best for me. Mm-hmm. I want the best for them too. Yes. Any of my loved ones, like I want you to see what I'm seeing. You know, mm-hmm. um, make it worth it. I, I feel like even for our ancestors, they may not have wanted to come over here. Facts. <laughs> but make it worth it, you know. Um, a part of your healing is not just for you. And I think sometimes we get caught up and think this life is just for us and being selfish. No. Go the places that your ancestors never could have went. Exactly. Or at least not freely. That us. So. Um, I'll be like, do you ever feel bad about this? I'll be like, girl, my ancestors were slaves. So I'm yeah. about to use this passport. How do you yeah. feel Use the passport. Yeah. Use the passport. Um, so I think that's cool. And share like your experiences. Yes. Like. Yeah. What you've learned there, yeah. it's not just the, like, and when you go, this is one thing, the Instagrammers, you know, not just to post a nice picture, like, of you in the hotel room or on the beach, <laughs> but, like, what are maybe some foods that you had there? Yeah. What is something different that you, you know, learned, or did you speak with one person where it may have been difficult for you to actually communicate with them, but it challenged you in some yes. way, you know, yeah. um, YouTube it. And that's another way to, you know, well, add to the your stream of income too. So <laughs> how do you I think that's the tool though. Like these are one of the at least for um, you know, not just black people but a lot of brown, you know, a lot of people of color, all of us for us and our culture and community is that not that we look for everything to be handed to us. No. Cause honestly with some of the challenges we face it should be. Right. Um, we should have more things handed to us because they were taken from us. Mm-hmm. But without going on that path a little too much. Mm-hmm. Also, these are some of the free tools and resources we have to better ourselves. Right. And when people are like, free, travel's like not free. But just the idea of you being able to travel, you setting that intention of being able to go out, it can be free. Right. That's the free, like that's about, that's the most affordable thing. That's free to your happiness, to your peace. Right. Like, if this is all that you have to invest into it, you know, save for it. You know, put $10, $20 if that's all you have. I don't care if it's in a year or after you complete school or you say once the kids graduate from high school. If you put $10, $20 to the side, I'm sure you got enough for a little a little getaway, a little weekend getaway. Um, and I think that's a misperception, to be honest, that travel is this expensive thing it's only expensive i think if you make it expensive or if you like i said trying to be the bougie traveler but you can really go to destinations great destinations and it does not have to be expensive so i also want to make sure that that's you know yeah yeah you could be working a (laughs) part-time job it really i mean if if you got it for you know some jordans or yeah i don't know whatever yeah for anything anything you got it to travel so or you know the amount that is like if you look at each time that maybe you went to the salon and got your hair done. Facts. I'm sorry. Some of those lemonade braids and stuff, like $500, $200. I'm sorry. That could have instantly went to book a ticket, a flight ticket. Right. It could have been your stay plus a flight ticket, depending on where you're going. Yeah. So this it's all about your mindset, you know, but you decide to be cute and stay at home. But you could have been semi-cute and been across, it, you know, and, and and honestly, you know, breaking that barrier, just being around difference, like your self-image, your self-appearance and, and all of that, like, um, without going too far off, like just one of the things I learned too, seeing other women, um, 
embrace like their own beauty and be comfortable in it. Yeah, that's their true. natural hair. Very true. Their natural self. Even a little bit before this, I was thinking like, oh, I wasn't able to, you know, my hair permit had canceled, and I'm like, I'm not gonna have any extensions in my hair for the interview. And I had to think about, but I'm okay, like with my natural hair oh, too, yeah, being comfortable. Sure. But sometimes, like depending on your area. If you get used to seeing the same things or a certain standard, just like it is within your own city or depending on what environment you're coming from, you think like people have to appear to be a certain way. Yeah. They have to do things a certain way. But when you go to another, you know, a different area or country, city, state, and you see that they have their own style. They have their own thing here and they're confident in it. And, you know, even going back to when I went to Haiti, like seeing them, like they weren't, the women weren't all like nice, pretty armpits and gel down the edges. They're free, free, yeah. and completely. It didn't alter their beauty in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form, which allowed me to now, like, hey, when I'm traveling different areas, I don't necessarily have to try to figure out how to mold or look or be in the, just be you, be yeah. you, what's authentic to you, like, yeah. and also for hey, my people stop going to Atlanta. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stop going to Atlanta. Oh it's no! Getting a little old now, but I'm not bashing. Or if if that's where you can go for your first trip, go. Yeah, hey, or get okay. vaccinated. Yeah, but every time we gotta switch up the scenery too. It's either Vegas, Atlanta. I've been seeing a lot more in Miami, and it's like these places are okay. But when you travel, you don't have to go to all of the popular places that everybody else does. Right, you can go anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. Like even Guatemala, I don't speak no Spanish. <laughs> I've never been to Central America. This is gonna be new. Just yeah, switch it up. Just switch it up. Yeah, yeah. just not being afraid. So um, yeah, yeah, and I honestly, one of the things that I'm hoping to do. It's to, like, educate more people on some of the things we talked about today. But just in general, like, I feel like if we were... Sometimes the the huge issue with why some people don't travel is because they are nervous. They don't know how to put it together. They feel right. like it's a lot of stuff that right. has to go into it behind it. And understandably so. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, a little bit. But then also it's not such a huge task that you can't complete. Right. But I do feel like it'll be easier um, for some people, you know... And they don't really think about, oh, I'm going to call a travel coordinator or different things like that. But to help out, you can also become an independent travel agent. True. Which is something I learned out here uh, through Evil Travel and uh, Evolution Travel. And um, that's when I started looking like, hey, I might do a little bit more myself. Because you get access to all of the travel vendors, Orbit, all of these different companies, um, so you can create your own deals, purchase through your own uh, site and access that you have. You can help your family and friends travel more and more. Yeah. Um, so it's like you have all of these different tools that you can do. And when you look yeah. behind it and you're like that cruise that they have for 1200 per person with me actually being the travel coordinator, or just doing this in my spare time, I can actually book it for maybe... Four hundred yeah. per person. That's a lot off. Yeah, you know that's that's the difference. That comes behind with more to education and what are you gonna do if you if you want this so badly? Look into it and see some of the options that you can um, work through and have. And a lot of times through those sites, you get 
discounts on different activities. Um, you can create your own team, and it's like a residual source of income. And um, I practiced it for about a year or so, more so for like the um, business travel side or cannabis. And even still now, I actually, with the pandemic and everything, kind of put it to the side and just like paused a little bit. I want to see how more things work out. And I started getting calls from people that had received my business card from like two, three years ago. Yeah, like, hey, um, I need to... And it wasn't really more so for, I thought, like personal family vacations, but this travel option is non-existent. Can you help me find out? Like, my flight canceled because there wasn't that many people on flight to this destination, which you've been seeing a lot with the pandemic. So can you quickly find me another flight? So coming up with solutions for, like, other people you can use as travel, too, when they're in a gym or stuck, so... Yeah, and I think to the point, like, just understand that even as a beginner, once you start all following yeah. trips, you're going to know and you're going to learn and grow. So, yeah, yep. Yeah, you definitely learn. Just be open minded. Yeah. Um, enjoy the experience. That too. Oh, and to, yeah, to that point, don't even, because um, sometimes I think people make the mistake of going and then they may want to buy hella stuff. Like, oh, I'm going shopping on the Shops of Lise and I'm getting a mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton bag. And I'm like, Louis Vuitton's at home. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do that. You know, worry about the experience when you go, for sure. Like, eat the food, meet mm-hmm. the people. And that saves you a lot of money, too, um, honestly. Yeah. And understand that the world is very interconnected. So every time I've traveled to another country, I actually met people outside of just the locals. Like, mm-hmm. in Morocco, I met, um, like I said, someone from Congo, a bunch of Congolese people. I met people, I met other Americans. I met British people. In Martinique, I met Haitians. I met Swedish study abroad mm-hmm. students. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, be open to the different experiences because um, I know when I went to Martinique, I had a whole itinerary. I <laughs> that shit. I ended up just like the the study abroad students were like, "We're going to this beach today." I'd be like, "I'm going with you." And yeah, I met these ladies at the bus stop, and they were like, "Oh, come to our church." And I went to church and listened to that man speak French for an hour and a half. Didn't understand Not, yeah. a word he was saying, but yeah. it was popping. So yeah, yeah, be worried more about the experience than yeah. about buying trinkets. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. I'm not for one. I'm more so concerned about food too than yeah. buying like little things. Let's try this and let's try that. Mm-hmm. But with experiences, um. One thing that was really, I feel like, very connected to Haiti now, too, is that, and I can't believe I forgot to mention this earlier, but um, it's mentioned in the Bible, which is like a, kind of like a sacred act, but I forgot about it, too. But washing of the feet. Mm, yeah. Okay. And so I did, uh, French is, you know, like, spoken there, too, for a couple of different, some of them can speak English, but French is there, too, um, or a little bit of Spanish, both. And I went to church. It was like an all-day thing. <laughs> for real we talk about all day sometimes here yeah. this is an all day thing there but it was beautiful it was outside um, and it's crazy how even though you may not be able to understand you can it's still the same feeling like we're all still worshipping one one being together and you can still feel the love and kind of understand what's going on but that was one of the things that they did for our group coming in is to wash our feet That's... as a sign of respect and love and just yeah that that was like that was awesome to me i was scared because i was like well wait a minute yeah, for my, sure. my, yeah. I, I might hurt you a little bit my feet aren't the best right now but um that was a very and when i talk about it now like those 
that's like something that I don't always bring up in my trip, but that's also like one of the most like internally one of the things that I always like kind of think about or keep that I feel like was probably the most important there. Yeah. Just to show the level of humanity and like, you know, humility and um that was something gorgeous to me and it was different. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of one of the things that I think about too and it brought me like it, that's a very spiritual act that's kind of a sacred now and a lot of older, you know, spiritual folks would do that. It's spoke about in the Bible, but it's not common to see that course mm-hmm. happening now. Mm-hmm. Um and it also kind of touches home because that's something like my grandma is getting older and she's always like, You just gonna get up and go. Yep. <laughs> I would get up and go. But when I was little, you know, and I think she's older now, which is like, you know, I want to start back visiting home too. But yeah. um, massaging and kind of like, you know, lotioning her feet. And those were my moments and times with her too. So just those type of acts um, humble you yeah. and help ground you. And so uh, I feel like I personally... I'm looking to travel with a lot more purpose to explore and experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to be able to give those same acts or similar acts in a way and to have those type of experiences really uh, is what I'm looking for. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Well, that was great. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's a good note to end on. That was yes. Big. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I feel like I learned a lot from this point. Um Really, this was great, and I actually definitely would like to have you back again after you've gone out and seen more of the world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and hear about everything that happened. So, thank you for real. Like, thank you. Awesome, thank you very much. Thank you. And this is another episode of Moving Messes.